Blog Talk Radio. You're listening to Dr. E.J. McKenzie on Blog Talk Radio. Uh, when things isn't working the way I desire for them to work, I think they should work. 
even if I think it's the will of God, but I'm seeing uh, myself uh, uh, frustrated, uh, aggravated. I begin to uh, sense uh, agitation, frustration. And what I begin to do, uh, uh, I'm going to just go ahead and pray and and give you an illustration what I begin to do. Sometimes I have to do it for a whole day. Uh, Sometimes it's for an hour. Sometimes it's for minutes. It all depends. And I think God allows that to happen uh, for you and I uh, to continue to hunger and the thirst and crave after him. we got to be able to recognize uh, why am I feeling this way or sensing this. And if it's not peace, then if your peace is broken, let you know something is wrong. And sometimes it may not be that uh, that is satanic attacks directly. Sometimes it may be that I'm more conscious of the carnality or the creation, more concerned about the creation than the things of God. Remember the word of God in the book of Matthew chapter 13, verse 19, when the Bible says the seed is sown on a certain ground, and we understand it and not the enemy coming to snatch away that seed that was in our heart. Then the Bible in that chapter, as, as well as Mark 4, it talks about things that designed to choke the word, uh, to destroy the word of God that is sown into our heart. And so as we begin to understand that, we have to keep, make sure keep our spirits clean, keep our hearts clean from the cares of this world. Uh, the Bible says in, I think, Mark, uh, Philippians 4 and verse 6, it be careful for nothing but everything by prayer. So careful means being concerned, or anxious, or to be worried. Be careful for nothing. Don't worry about a thing, but everything by prayer, by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Let your requests be made known unto God. And the peace of God, which passes all understanding, shall keep your heart and your mind through Christ Jesus. I let the word keep there is a, is a military word, garrison. It would garrison your heart or protect your heart. So, therefore, when there is anxiety, it says, it says be careful for nothing, for nothing, for nothing. So when things doesn't work, are working out the way we desire it to work out, that's when we get anxious, uh, we begin to worry, uh, we begin to be concerned. But the scripture clearly tells us, be careful for absolutely nothing. Then how, how what I'm supposed to do? It says, but, uh, um, the scripture, be careful for nothing but everything by prayer, everything by prayer and supplication. Let your requests be made known unto God, unto who? God, the one that is the creator of the heavens, the earth, the world, and all that dwells therein. So let your requests be made to God. They didn't say let your requests be made known unto men, but let your requests be made known unto God. Then he goes on to say, in the peace of God, in the peace of God. In other words, when I go to God, God can quiet my heart with his peace. He will encourage you. He will strengthen you. And what is, what is that doing? That reveals that your faith is in him. You trust him. That's all he wants anyway. That's all he, he desires for you and I to come to him and, and live in a state of dependency upon him. And you know something is so easy to get distracted from uh, this, uh, from the realm of God, or the things of God to this realm. But when you and I come to the place that you and I live in the spirit and live in confidence, then we're not moved by anything, anything anyone say, anything anyone does. 
because God is our God. He is Jehovah, Elohim, Yahweh, Adonai, El Elyon, El Shaddai. So these, he becomes that to us. And so, so when it, when I'm getting bombarded and I'm getting anxious about a thing, I thank God for the Holy Spirit and the grace of God. I think the Bible says in the book of John that the Holy Spirit comes to convict us of sin, righteousness, and judgment. That's let us know when you and I kind of get out of order, the Spirit of God will convict us. That's not me. That is not the, uh, the, the Lord. That is not the Father. And you and I have to make a decision that then to turn, get our minds off of uh, whatever we worried about or concerned about and caring about and turn to the living God. You have to actually help me to turn, get my focus, get my mind off of that, and get my mind on the God who can handle anything, can do anything. And uh, 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 one of the things that, once again, I begin to do, uh, uh, I begin to pray. Usually I will always start my prayers off, Fathers, I come before you, I come by way of the blood. Now when you say I come before you by way of the blood, what, what are you actually saying when you asking God, when you pray that way? A lot of you all that has joined us on our uh, prayer lines, a lot of you that's joined us on our last Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday prayer lines. Many of you uh, that has joined us uh, on the Saturday. Or whenever we pray, uh, usually I will start off my prayers. Father, as I come before you, I come by way of the blood. Now, why do I start my prayer off that way? I start it off that way because what do the blood represent? The blood represents the cross. You can't separate the blood from the cross because it was uh, the cross that caused Jesus' blood to be shared. His blood was shed on the cross. So when you talk about the blood, you're talking about the cross. When you talk about the cross, you're talking about the blood. You can't separate the two. So they're interchangeably. Uh, do you remember the script, uh, know the scripture in the book of Revelation? I think it's uh, 12 and 11, or 11, 12, 1 of the two. It said, and they overcame him, who? Satan, by the blood of the Lamb, and the word of their testimony. They overcame him by the blood of the Lamb. So what is how did how we overcome him by the blood? Because that's where Satan was defeated. He was conquered on Calvary's cross. That's where all of us really experienced victory at the cross. So so the scripture says in Revelation, and they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and the word of their testimony. Their testimony. So other words, uh, the blood represents the cross. The cross is where Satan was conquered. Satan was defeated. Sin was conquered. Sin was defeated. Sickness and disease was conquered and defeated on the cross. So we, once again, when you talk about the blood, you're talking about the cross, you're talking about the cross, you're automatically talking about the blood. So you can say either one, there's power in it. There's power in the blood. There's power in the blood because that's where Jesus died. There's power in the death of Christ. He died to sin. He took our sins. He died. He took our sins to the cross. They was nailed to the cross. So blood was shared as a result. When life uh, blood was shared, life came out of him, and he died. So I always say I come before you by way of the blood because the blood means, um, represents the cross. The cross is where Jesus defeated Satan, 
and his cohorts and sin, and sin. So all sin was nailed to the cross. The Bible said Jesus died to sin, and he died once. He don't die anymore. So Jesus don't constantly go to the cross and die for our sin. Jesus died for sin at one time, one time, one time. He conquered death on the cross. So everything about Satan and his kingdom really lost its authority at the cross. At the cross, that's where Satan was defeated, death was defeated, sickness was defeated. Everything concerning him was defeated. So I come by way of the blood, the blood which cleanses, washes, and purges me from all unrighteousness. The blood qualifies me. The blood makes me righteous. The blood makes me holy. The blood makes me blameless before the Most High God. That's what the blood does. So I have to have faith in that blood. So when I come before him by will of the blood, I'm acknowledging uh, that uh, I acknowledge the revelation and the understanding of the power of Jesus' death, the power of the blood to liberate, emancipate, and vindicate me from anything that I ever done, said, or thought that wasn't like God. So then I begin to say, I repent of my sins. I turn from anything. And, and see, even though I'm saying that a lot of people will mimic that and say that, but you've got to be conscious, aware of if there is any sin. I turn from that. Whatever it is that uh, if something you thought, something you said, something you've done, you've got to be willing to turn from that. See, repentance don't work just by me confessing it. It has to be a little turning from it. I repent of my sin. Then I begin to repent of the sins of of, of my spouse, my children, uh, my extended family, everyone that's in relationship with me and connected to me. Now, there was a situation, a young man uh, 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 in my church. This is where we, we what causes setback in our lives is because being, we, we're so religious, religious. And, and what we don't understand is this right here. I was talking to someone, ladies and gentlemen, he said, well, I ain't never heard nobody say you can repent on somebody else's sin. Well, well, reason you probably never heard it because you never read the Bible, and you really never studied the Bible. And, and, and nobody knows the full counts of God, but we're, the Word of God is progressive revelation. It is what? Progressive revelation. So this little foolish is kind of stirred up in the church one time, a young man. He started asking different ones questions. Uh, I hear uh, Dr. McKenzie, he repented people saying, I, I, I ain't never saw that in the Bible. You know, I don't have time to stop and and teach everybody everything. But if you're studious, if you hear me say, study it out. And, 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 and it's impossible for him to have studied it out, but it's all in the word of the Lord. And one of the perfect uh, uh, examples is uh, when God gave Daniel the revelation of the 70-week ending. And uh, when the angel uh, Lord came and gave him the interpret, uh, not the interpretation, when the angel broke through and began to reveal to him certain things that was to come, but he went on a 21-day fast because he read in the, in the law that about the 70th day that their liberation from um, Babylonian captivity was almost over. And so he began to pray. And you know the story of how the angel broke through the 21st day. God heard him the first day. And he came to give him understanding concerning the thing that he was asking God. And so 
But the Bible says, you read it in the book of Daniel, as he began to pray, he began to repent of his sins and the sins of his forefathers. He began to repent of the sins of his forefathers. And as he began to repent of the sins of his forefathers, that is showing you something evidently, ladies and gentlemen. Now, now, if the Bible is written by the inspiration of God, why would the Holy Spirit allow that to be written? See, this is the foolishness. If you don't understand something, just go with the flow. Understanding will come. If, especially if God has sent you, sent you uh, to a leader and you don't understand everything that leader is articulating, you just go with the flow and understanding will come. Understanding will come. And that's what help, that will help you be studious instead of going around asking everybody, get into the word, ask the Holy Spirit. That's how you develop a relationship with the Holy Spirit anyway. He is the teacher. I'm not the teacher. Your pastor is not the teacher. Your apostle, prophet, evangelist is not the teacher. He is the teacher. We, he teaches through us. He teaches through us. We are flawed, but he's not flawed. We can err, but he can never err. He's the great teacher. And, and, and there's not a preacher alive that have not probably taught something that was erroneous at one time or not. And that's what keeps us dependent on, keep, uh, keep us living in a total dependence upon him. And the key is not so much what the person teach that is flawed of, uh, 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 well, I can't say that, but we, we strive to teach um, the, count, the uh, full counts of God. Uh, it is based on where we're located. But the most important thing is this, right? It's in the word of the Lord. So I, re- I pray, Father, as I come before you, I come by way of the blood, even the atoning blood of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. The Bible calls Jesus. The Bible calls Jesus our atonement. The Bible calls Jesus our propitiation of our sins. Propitiation, the remover of our sins. So when I come in by that blood, ladies and gentlemen, that, that I'm acknowledging that um, uh, whatever I've done, ever thought there wasn't like the Lord, that, that it qualifies me to be able to pray. It qualifies me to be able to battle against the force of darkness. So even if Satan comes to me and say, uh, remember what you did last night, remember what you did the other day, whatever the case may be, uh, you have no right over me. This is where faith comes in it, ladies and gentlemen. This is how faith works. Uh, Satan, see, you cannot do spiritual warfare. You cannot even pray to God with a sin conscious. So his ultimate goal is constantly bring up your past to you. His goal to bring up your past to you. So he bring up your past to you to try to stop you and block you from uh, 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 being able to war and battle effectively against him. So when you're doing prayer and you begin to understand how prayer works, when you begin to do prayer and begin to war and begin to battle, Against every work of darkness has been assigned to you, what you begin to do, ladies and gentlemen, you got to know without a doubt that you are righteous, you are holy. Now, you can't do anything to become righteous. You can't do anything to become holy. And that is another trick of the enemy. He tried to get you uh, to try to do all kind of things to be righteous and holy. No, it is receiving him who is righteous Receiving him who is holy. I'm holy because I have received the Holy One. I am righteous because I have received the Righteous One. 
So Satan, as I'm battling and warring, I'm battling and warring from my relationship with the righteous one. I'm battling and warring with my relationship with the holy one. So I come against you with his righteousness. I come against you with his holiness. Are, are you getting this? That qualifies you to be a warrior. Not you, not me, faith in Christ, faith in the cross, faith in the blood of Jesus. That qualifies us. And so Satan cannot say anything. He cannot do anything. Why? Because you and I are victorious. You and I is more than conquerors once again. How do I become victorious? How do I become more than a conqueror? Once again, ladies and gentlemen, once again, it is not what we do. It's not in our fasting. It's not in our praying. It's in our receiving and acknowledging. I acknowledge that Jesus is my Lord. I acknowledge that Jesus is my victor. I acknowledge that Jesus is is my conqueror. He is my conqueror. So therefore, I don't come against you, Satan, to try to defeat you. And see, once again, here's spiritual warfare again. You cannot defeat Satan. You and I have no power to defeat Satan. See, if we don't get the fundamentals down, Pat, that's why we get frustrated. We get aggravated. We're trying to do something that has already been done. Did you hear me? We're trying to do something that has already been done. What has already been done? He's already been defeated. He's already been judged. So you are not trying to defeat somebody. And by the mere fact you're trying to defeat him, let the devil know you don't believe and don't even know he's already been defeated. So when we do spiritual warfare, we don't do spiritual warfare to defeat Satan. We do spiritual warfare to establish victory. The victory that Jesus... One over Satan, it's our responsibility to establish it, to establish it, to establish it, to establish it. And we keep speaking it. We keep speaking it. And then, then what we speak, that released the Holy Spirit to work and to perform it. Now, the Holy Spirit is called what? The sword of the what? Spirit. What is, called, what is considered the sword? The word of God. So he is the sword of the spirit. So it's my responsibility to believe it. And to keep on speaking it, and see, here's another thing. You can speak it and don't believe it. Because a lot of Christians, if not majority in the Western Hemisphere, they speak stuff to try to believe. They keep speaking and speaking to try to convince themselves. Faith don't work that way. It don't work that way. Prayer don't work that way. Warfare don't work that way. You, you speak it because you do believe it. You are confessing it because you do believe it. You are not trying to psych yourself out. And that's what a lot of Christians do. They say it and all this, so they got all the prayer books, they got all the confessions, and they're trying to convince themselves. It don't work like that. No, I'm already convinced. That's why I'm speaking it. I'm already convinced I'm victorious. I'm already convinced that I'm more than a conqueror. I am convinced that I am forgiven. I am convinced I am righteous. I am convinced that I'm holy. Now, watch this right here. If you convince... There's another thing. Faith that works is dead. There will be evidence. There will be evidence. Your, your, your life will reveal that you are convinced. Nobody else will be able to convince you. Nobody else will be able to 
uh, 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 deceive you, manipulate. When you're convinced, nobody can shake you. And that's the problem. A lot of people are not convinced. They're not convinced. So, therefore, you've got to understand, ladies and gentlemen, it's your responsibility and my responsibility to uh, allow the Holy Spirit to lead you and I into an encounter. Now, what makes you and I convinced when you have an encounter? What makes you convinced about a thing? You've experienced it. It doesn't do you no good, me no good, to go to church, to read out our Bible, to have devotions, and to go through all this spiritual gymnastics stuff and never experience God. That's why, that's, that's why people are so weak. I'm, I'm talking about even us preachers. We still finicky, still easily offended, still emotional, still get our, our feelings hurt so easy, always on the defense. Know why? Because we have not had an experience with him. Now, let's get back to spiritual warfare and prayer and intercession. Everything is contingent, ladies and gentlemen, upon the reality of the cross, the blood, what Jesus did for us, the reality of Satan being conquered, the reality of principalities and powers being disarmed. They still in this world. They still have power. They don't have authority. They don't have authority. So when I go, when I pray, Father, as I come before you, I come by way of the blood, even the atoning blood of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Then I begin to repent for the sins of all those that's under my authority. Those under my authority. Do you remember in the, in, in the book of Job that Job sacrificed for his children uh, every day, least they have sinned, he said. So he sacrificed bull, bullocks to the Lord on the behalf of his children uh, just in case they have sinned. Now think about it. Jesus shed his blood on Calvary uh, for the remission of the sin of the world. Not for the church, the sin of the world. So can I not speak, decree, and declare the blood of the Lamb over those that are under my authority? I'm speaking it. Now, once again, that doesn't mean that the person uh, is saved as a result of me saying that. But by me saying that, it gives the Holy Spirit liberty to move on their, on their behalf, to deal with their hearts, to deal with their minds, to bring conviction to them. It gives the angels uh, 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 a legal right to begin to encamp round about them, to protect them, and to create circumstances, situations, to bring them to the end of themselves that they accept Jesus Christ, their Lord and Savior. Uh, are, are you getting this? So you and I can cover we can cover our communities. We can cover our congregation. We can cover our family members because, uh, once again, once again, because of what Jesus did on Calvary's cross. So I repent for the sins, Lord God. And watch this right here. And uh, not Peter. Uh, uh, Paul shares and Timothy that we are to pray uh, for those that are in position of authority. And, now that, of course, there's going to be general prayers uh, unless God gives you something specific. That's the only way you'll be able to pray specific prayers by revelation, by revelation. He'll show you something, tell you something specific, then you can begin to do that. So, fathers, I come before you. I come by way of the blood, even the atoning blood of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. I repent for everything that I've done, said, thought that wasn't like you. Holy Spirit, grace me to continue to turn them from EJ. Turn from carnality. Turn from selfishness. Turn from self-centeredness. Turn from self-righteousness. Turn from self-reliance to the living God. 
grace me to turn. That the enemy of my progress is my flesh and myself, soulish life. The Adamic nature in my soulish life. If any man going to come after me, the first thing he has to do is deny himself, take up his cross, and follow me. A call of mind is enmity against God. And can I come stuff to the Lord God? Neither can, can it be. So I got to deal with E.J. McKenzie. So if I'm, if I'm experiencing anxiety, if the enemy is bombarding me uh, 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 concerning a matter, that things seem like it's not going to come to pass, seem like the enemy is, is, is stirring up, um, and I'm, I'm concerned about it. I'm concerned about matters with the church. Um, I'm concerned about matters in my home. Um, I'm concerned about matters with finances. Or whatever it may be, ladies and gentlemen, I got to dethrone EJ. Anxiety and worry is carnality, is of this world, is not of God. It is not of God. Anxiety is not of God. Stress is not of God. And, and we have let that become a buzzword, and, and we have brought this thing into the church, and it's casual now. I'm just stressed out. We don't see that biblically, ladies and gentlemen. We don't see that biblically. Stress is not in the kingdom. We never heard Jesus that he was stressed. We never heard Jesus uh, uh, talk about he was irritable, in anxiety, panic attacks, or whatever the case may be. We don't see that with Christ. So when, when the enemy bombards me, trying to get me to, to, um, uh, uh, to, to submit to anxiety, to submit to worry, to, uh, to cause me to be anxious and irritable because things aren't working out the way I desire for them to work out, I got I to gotta dethrone that stuff. I got to deal with that, and 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 this message right here, or this um, articulation by the Spirit of God today, probably is the probably the greatest thing. It's foundation because I can't do spiritual warfare against the enemy when I'm uh, um, anxious, and a lot of people pray out of fear, and 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 you are not moving no demon. Demons will not be moved because you pray out of fear. You may even be praying the right right thing, but the wrong spirit. And that's what people don't understand. You can pray the right thing. You can pray scripture, but from the wrong spirit, and nothing will happen because only spirit can move spirits. Only spirits can move spirits. Your spirit that is liberated can move demon spirits. But the Holy Spirit is going to take your spirit and work your spirit against spirits to establish the divine will of God. So, Father, as I come before you, I come by way of the blood, even the atoning blood of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God. Grant me repentance, O God, for everything I've done, said, thought that wasn't like you. Grant Kathy, Ebony, ecstasy, any money, repentance. And, and this, this will be a word of wisdom for all of those that uh, has joined us on this broadcast today, that you have children and you desire for your children to be married one day, or you believe it's God's will for your children to get mar- be married one day. Don't pray for us, uh, your children's spouse. When they're 18, 19, 20. Pray for God, your children's spouse. The moment you know that, uh, the moment you find out that you're impregnated, then you start covering that child. You start praying for that child. What you're doing, you're creating that child's uh, uh, future. You're pre- creating that child's destiny by what is released out of your mouth. Why? Because you are the authority of that child. I, it's very seldom when I pray for uh, 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 my spouse, my children, is not a day go by when I pray for them, I don't pray for my son-in-laws. I got three girls. I pray for my son-in-laws and my grandsons and my granddaughters 
and my children's children until the comes of the Lord Jesus Christ. So look, what am I doing? I'm praying for my lineage until the return of Jesus Christ. Not just for them present, but th- those, those that have not come into existence at this present time. I'm praying for them that have not manifest yet. But they're, 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 they're in existence. They're not in existence in this realm, but they exist in the realm of God. You got to understand how it works. See, that means I believe more in the realm of God than this realm. I have faith more in the realm of God than this realm. I have faith in the realm of God concerning my, 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 uh, my daughter's husband. I'm praying for them now. Men of integrity, men of character, men of excellence, men that love the Lord with all of their heart, mind, soul, and strength, more than they love their spouses, more than they love my daughters. I don't want my daughters to marry no man that loves them more than they love Jesus because they're going to fail. So I pray. And, and as I'm releasing that, God is creating those men. Oh, I wouldn't say creating. He's, he's, they're already present, but he's shaping them and molding them. And they don't even know they've been shaped and molded for my daughters. But my prayer has been going out for years. And so these young men has been molded and shaped as a result of words that have been released out of my mouth. That the Spirit of God uh, uh, is, is working on them now, putting them in circumstances, putting them in situations for their character to be developed, for them to love God with all of their heart, mind, soul, and strength. And I don't pray. I don't, I don't put God in no bondage. I don't say, Lord, give my, my, children, my daughters a black man, a white man, a China man, whatever man that God chooses for my daughters. If it's a black man, so be it. If it's an Italian, so be it. If it's a Russian, so be it. If it's an African, so be it. If it's a Haitian, so be it. If it's a Jamaican, so be it. Whatever, ladies and gentlemen, whatever and whoever the Lord chooses for them, I believe that God will prepare the hearts and the minds of my daughters to, re- to say yes to the man that God has chosen. Whatever color they are, don't put a limitation. Because this thing is not about the natural, it's about the spirit and about the will of God being done and performed. Are you getting this? Are you getting this? Amen. So you, most important thing, you want men, uh, 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 you, uh, well, you want your, if you've got sons, you want your son to marry a woman of God. And you should be praying certain characteristics and attributes uh, now concerning uh, your, your uh, future daughter-in-law. And uh, 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 so remember, we got to pray the word of God, not your heart, your mind, what you like to see, the word of God. That's what you're going to pray. You're going to pray the word of God uh, concerning them. And that's the only thing that you should be concerned about. That's the only thing that you uh, should be in your heart that you pray biblically concerning your uh, son-in-laws and daughter-in-laws. So I pray for them. I pray for my grandchildren. I pray for them now. I pray for their health. I pray for their wealth. I pray for their wisdom, their righteousness, their holiness before the most high God, their stability. And if they love the Lord with all their heart, mind, soul, and strength, then they're going to be men men of obedience. They're going to obey God. They're going to obey God. They're going to, love, they're going to love God more than they love my daughters. And they, they're going to be non-compromising men because they're sold out to the Lord. If they're sold out to the Lord and they're men of God that love God, then they will be men of faith. 
there will be men of faith. Faith worketh by love. So there will be men of faith. If they're men of love and men of faith, then that means then they will be great providers for their families. They'll be great providers because there'll be men of faith, men of love, men of the word of God. And they will step out on the word of the Lord, and their faith will always open up doors for them to be able to work and to be able to provide for their families unless they have their own business. It's still work. Everybody needs to work. Are you getting this? So I don't pray just for myself. So I, as I go down the line, then I begin to pray uh, for, for uh, the leadership of Panorama. I begin to pray for all of the members and disciples and those that is present and those that is not present, those that God is adding daily. I begin to pray for all of those in the region where God has assigned us. I begin to pray for them. I begin to pray for uh, my, my spiritual sons and my spiritual daughters. I begin to pray for Doma. Uh, 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 the, the ministers as a part of Doma. I begin to pray for them and their spouses and their children, their congregation. I begin to pray for all of those that join us on um, the radio broadcast. I pray for you every single day. I begin to pray for you. The will of God be done to perform in your life. The things I pray for myself and my spouse and my children and congregation, I pray for you that God will break through on your behalf. I begin to pray for, uh, uh, concerning the community that I live in. You are responsible for the community that you live in. I'm responsible for the community I live in. And then when I begin to do that, ladies and gentlemen, now, I'm, I'm, what I'm doing this morning is dealing with EJ. I'm, not, I'm really not doing anything else. Now, if anxiety is hitting me, worry is hitting me, that means I'm more conscious of this realm than I am the realm of God. Always understand this realm, it operates like a magnetic force. It is designed to pull uh, 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 your attention, or cause your attention to focus on this realm. You got to fight to get your focus off of this realm, and fight to put your focus on God. I did a message on Sunday called "Christ Our Sufficiency," and and uh, we like quoted in Philippians four thirteen, "I can do all things through Christ which strengthens me." I like the way the Amplified brings it. I can do all things through Christ who infuses me with strength. I can do. I can do. Not I can just sit down and read and pray and, and study. I can do, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. It's in the doing. It's in the doing. So, therefore, that means uh, I can be at peace in my mind and not worry. Worry is doing something, but I can be at peace and by apprehending Christ Jesus. So I begin to take authority, ladies and gentlemen. Once I go through that, and, and, and I, see, don't make it mechanical, because I don't really pray the same way all the time. Uh, 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 the Spirit of God leads me differently. And uh, there's time I put the armor on, there's time I don't put the armor on. But the armor is on. Christ is the armor of God. When you begin to name all of the pieces of the armor, it's Christ. The helmet of salvation. Who brought salvation? Christ. The breastplate of righteousness. Who is our righteousness? Christ. The girdle of truth. I am the way to truth. Christ is truth. Uh, feet shot with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Who's the gospel is about? The gospel is about Christ. And I take the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Who is the word of God? Christ. And the shield of faith. Our faith is in who? Christ. So uh, the, the armor is, is really Christ. When you're putting on the armor, you're putting on Christ. Who defeated Satan? I mean, you got Christ, you don't need anything else. Sometimes I, I do that. Sometimes I don't do that. I, uh, uh, and the reason the Spirit of God don't lead me, because I know I have Christ. 
and you got Christ, the weapon formed against Christ is going to prosper. That means no weapon formed against you going to prosper. Are you getting this? And that must be a reality to you. So when worry comes, so once I do that, then I begin to uh, 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 speak to anxiety. I begin to speak to worry. I begin to speak to whatever thing that's, that's trying to cause me uh, to focus on it, to get me all stirred up and distracted uh, from the Lord. Now, notice what the scripture says once again in the book of uh, Philippians 4 and verse 6. Be careful for nothing. Be careful for nothing. Be careful for nothing. But everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your request be made known to God. And the peace of God which passes all understanding shall keep your heart and your mind through Christ Jesus. That's when you know, ladies and gentlemen, that you have broken through when peace begins to surface. And the Bible also says we're to cast all of our cares upon him. For he cares for us. So whatever the thing is that's trying to block my peace, you got to be. I got to cast it over on him. And watch this right. You can say that, and still don't experience the peace because you only quoting a scripture, but you have not from your spirit, because it's only you can't cast nothing. The Holy Spirit is my helper. The Holy Spirit is going to help me to cast on Christ. And watch this right here. How can you cast something on him? If you don't believe that he's able to handle it. That's why you cast. I believe he's bigger. I believe he's greater. And everything has to do with the reality of, of your relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. Everything. The reality of Christ. So what you begin to do? So just say, um, if I have a bill, you got a bill. You got to make, something, make it practical. Because what do people worry about? People worry about their spouses. People worry about their children. People worry about their jobs. Uh, people worry about paying their bills. Uh, people worry about not having enough money to, uh, to buy groceries uh, for the, uh, the last for the week or enough gas money to carry them for the week. So people worry about things from this realm. When the Bible clearly tells not to worry about anything from this realm. And, and the scripture that basically everybody knows concerning that is Matthew chapter 6 uh, and verse 33. Uh, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. They shall be. What things? It re reveals to us in above verses there. Shelter, food, and clothing. He says, the Gentile prays for these things. The heathen prays for these things. The pagan prays for these things. So what he's telling us, you and I should never have to pray for clothing, shelter, and food. If we're praying, he said, you are now acting like a sinner. Read it. Go back and read it. He said, you're acting like a sinner. You, don't, you are not acting like a son. You are not acting, acting like a daughter. When was the last time your children, excuse me, had to come and pray to you for food, pray to you for clothing? Pray to you for shelter. Children, they wake up in the morning. They don't even they don't they don't even think about it. They know food is in the refrigerator. They don't even, they don't think about you got to work. They mind ain't even there. They don't their mind is not how it's provided. They just know it's provided. And maybe that's the problem with us. We're too grown and not and not operating as children, knowing that our Father, Heavenly Father. That's provided. And now the Heavenly Father is greater than any earthly parent. Any earthly parent. So uh, anxiety. 
So, but God got to become a reality. He must be real to me. I got to know that he loved me. So I begin to take authority of anxiety. I come against right now in the name of the Lord Jesus, uh, the spirit of anxiety. I command you to loose my mind now in the name of the Lord Jesus. Uh, I break through dominion. I break through influence off of my mind in the name of the Lord Jesus, off of my will, off of my conscious and subconscious state. Even now in Jesus' mighty name, loose me and let me go now in the name of the Lord Jesus. I decree and I declare I am the purchased possession of Almighty God. My spirit belongs to the Lord. My soul belongs to the Lord. My mind belongs to the Lord. My heart belongs to the Lord. My body belongs unto the Lord. My marriage belongs unto the Lord. My children belongs unto the Lord. In the name of the Lord Jesus, I speak, decree, and declare. The Father God himself is my Jehovah Jireh. The Lord God who has provided for me. And Father, I give you glory, I give you honor, and I give you praise. I exalt you and extol you for all things was made by you, sir, and all things was made for you, sir, and because of you all things consist. The silver belongs to you, the gold belongs to you, the cattle on a thousand hills belongs to you, and I worship the Most High God. I exalt and extol the Most High God. My faith is in you, sir. My trust is in you, sir. My hope is in you, Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus. And not in this creation, and not in the arm of flesh, in the name of the Lord Jesus. Lord God, I thank and I praise you, sir, for how you have moved by your spirit, and how you have moved by your anointing, even the anointing that destroys all satanic, demonic, fleshly, and soulish yokes. Even now, in the name of Jesus, it is your anointing that destroys the yoke of anxiety, the yoke of worry in Jesus' mighty name. I renounce you, and I denounce you. I have no part with anxiety, and anxiety have no part with me. I am crucified to anxiety, and anxiety is crucified unto me by way of the blood of the Lamb. Even now, in the name of the Lord Jesus, even now, in the name of the Lord Jesus, Lord God, I thank and I praise you. For being my Jehovah, even my Jehovah Shalom, you are the peace of my spirit, you are the peace of my soul, you are the peace of my heart, you are the peace of my mind, you are the peace of my body, in the name of Lord Jesus, I yield to you, I submit to you, and I surrender to you, even now in the name of Lord Jesus, Lord God, I exalt you as my peace, I extol you as my peace. I magnify you as my peace. I give you all of the glory, sir. I give you all of the honor, sir. Even now, in the name of Lord Jesus, my heart is bent towards you. Now, as I'm saying this, the Holy Spirit is working this in me. He's causing my heart to bend. He's causing my heart to shift from anxiety and worry, whatever the thing is, and begin to focus on him. And put my faith in him, my trust in him, who is greater than any circumstance, who is greater than any situation. I may even take it another step further and begin to worship him as Jehovah Nisi, the Lord God, my banner, the Lord God, my victor, the Lord God, my conqueror. Lord God, you are my victor. You are my conqueror. You are the mighty man of war. You have never lost a battle, and you never will lose a battle. I thank and I praise you, Father. For conquering and defeating Satan over 2,000 years ago through your son Jesus, I thank and I praise you, Lord God, for giving me Christ, who is my victory over the spirit of anxiety, over worry, Lord God, in the name of the Lord Jesus. Christ is my conqueror in the name of the Lord.
anxiety in the name of Jesus. Not so in Jesus' name. You cannot operate in my temples. My body is the temples of the Holy Ghost in the name of the Lord Jesus. Lord God, I give you glory. Lord God, I give you honor. Lord God, I give you praise for breaking through in my spirit, for breaking through in my soul, for breaking through in my heart, for breaking through in my mind. I give you all of the glory, sir. I give you all of the honor. I give you all of the praise. Be exalted. Be extolled. Be magnified. Be glorified in me and through me in the name of the Lord Jesus. Mm. Glory to God. It's kind of hard to demonstrate this without entering into this. I feel his presence. What is happening? My conscious state is being shifted. No two objects, no object, two objects can occupy the same space at the same time. Otherwise, you cannot be conscious of two different things at the same time. So when you begin to praise and exalt and begin to pray to the Most High God, your mind shifts from whatever you was worried about to the God that is greater than whatever you was worried about. The reason we pray to him because he's bigger. The reason we pray to him because he's greater. The reason we pray to him because he can help us. Why go to somebody? You would never in the natural go to someone that cannot help you. The reason you go to people, you believe that they can help you. That's why you go to people. You believe they can help you. So therefore, we go to him, who is the source of all things. See, this is how you pray. This is how you work. See, you've got to learn how to how to to. Defeat every enemy that's been assigned to you. Before I can go into spiritual warfare for somebody else, I need to know how to war and battle to keep E.J. McKenzie in alignment and subject to the Lord of Lords and the King of Kings. The reason, ladies and gentlemen, you study the Bible, you don't study the Bible to acquire knowledge. You study the Bible to get the knowledge of God. So when God put me in a situation, you got to understand this how it work. When God put me in a situation, he's putting me in a situation for what I read about him to be actualized. Do you hear what I said? When you study the word of God, read the word of God, or sit up under the word of God, what God does, he creates circumstances and situations. For what you heard, what you read, what you meditated upon to become actualized in this realm. You gotta get it into this realm. You gotta be able to get it into this realm. And the way you and I get it into this realm, ladies and gentlemen, not just praying it, but by being in the midst of it. Now, other words, let's go back to anxiety. Whatever I was worried about, whatever the thing was that challenged me, when I finished praying, there should be a release in my spirit. What do you mean by that? I should be sensing peace. I should have a sense of peace concerning the matter. Anxiety is no longer dominating me. Now, the peace of God, now, listen to me. This may not happen in a, uh, uh, in, in a minute or two. You may have to continue to battle until your spirit is totally free. I remember, ladies and gentlemen, a situation took place a few years ago where a person had uh, ripped me off 
and and they lied on me. Uh, uh, they didn't want to pay me my money back, so I went to my attorney about it. And uh, I wasn't planning on suing the person because the person was confessing to be a Christian, and that's another thing. They may be confessing to be a Christian, <clears throat> but they acting like the devil. So I personally believe you can sue a person like that because if you're a Christian, certain things you and I shouldn't be doing. So so you can confess to be a Christian for nobody to sue you, but if you're not acting like a Christian and you're acting like the devil, then people can sue you, But even though I didn't do it. so But make a long story short, they lied on me. And uh, 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 began to uh, uh, assassinate my character. It took me four hours. I went to my office, and I began to battle against the devil. I didn't touch that young uh, young lady uh, that came in our house, came, uh, came in our home. My wife and we first moved here, and uh, 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 we had hired this young lady, and she ripped us off. And it took me four hours to break through in my spirit. It took me four hours battle and warring against that devil, battling and warring against uh, 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 the warfare in my mind. I would have hurt that young lady, and that wouldn't have been God. My flesh was stirred up, and I had to bring my flesh subject. I had to battle and battle and battle until the peace of God broke through in my spirit. It broke through in my soul. It broke through in my heart. And I left there. When I left out of my office, after four hours, after I left out, I was good to go. I could, if I saw that young lady anywhere, I would be able to speak to her because I got my breakthrough. This is how you have to, you got, you got to learn how to battle for yourself. Keep yourself free. Keep yourself free from bitterness, unforgiveness, anger, whatever the case may be. You should know you. That's why the Holy Spirit, see, your relationship with the Holy Spirit, this is going to let me know you know and God know and the devil know if you have a relationship with the Holy Spirit. But the first thing he's going to deal with you about is you. He's not going to deal with you about nobody else but you. If you yield to the Holy Spirit concerning you, then now the Holy Spirit can deal with you about others. He can help you, he can use you to set others free. And I believe this is one of the reasons why so many Christians experience uh, such satanic and demonic bite lashes because they're trying to set everybody else free and haven't done anything, can't set themselves free. I got to keep E.J. McKenzie's subject. I got to keep my heart clean. I got to keep my heart pure. Even at, I, I, I even do something. I was sharing with somebody um, uh, last week. I was sharing with somebody last week. Uh, they had violated me, came against me, and this has been going on for years and years and years. And I end up uh, doing something for them. I end up uh, being a blessing to them. And I share it with them. I said, <laughs> see, what, what amazes me about people, when, when you've done wrong and people do good to you when you do done wrong, the saddest thing about the majority of people, that should bring conviction to them to want to change. But a lot of people, they keep on doing the same thing. Because they feel like, I just got rewarded. They look at it as a reward and not a let the Holy Spirit convict them for change, seeing how good God's been to them. So I told them, I said, do you know why I did this? 
After you've done that to me, why I did this? I said, I didn't do that for you. I said, I did that for me. To keep me clean, my spirit clean, my heart clean. So I was a blessing to you for me to make sure I'm not contaminated. I don't let my spirit get contaminated, allow bitterness to set in. So you do a good thing. You, 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 you give yourself away. We love singing that song, I give myself away, but don't know how to do it. Because the greatest enemy you protect in yourself, saving yourself, you have already lost yourself. Are, are you getting this? So this is how you do warfare, ladies and This is how you battle, keeping yourself. If it's anxiety, if it's anger, if it's bitterness, uh, unforgiveness, uh, you know you struggle with forgiving people, you battle against that thing. You break that thing. You break it. You say, no, in the name of the Lord Jesus, I command unforgiveness to be rooted up and rooted. I drive you out now in the name of the Lord Jesus. I have no part with unforgiveness, and unforgiveness have no part with me. Not so in Jesus' mighty name. I speak it, decree, and declare to be so. I call down the judgment of God upon the spirit of unforgiveness, and I'm not dealing with unforgiveness. Nobody else but E.J. McKenzie. You, this is how I battle, ladies and gentlemen. Gentlemen, y'all hear me do a lot of spiritual warfare. Uh, when we on the, uh, doing the prayer lines, um, you hear me? No. What you hear me doing the prayer lines for other people to get, I do it for me. you got to keep yourself uh, uh, free. The enemy ultimate goal is to get you uh, incarcerated and still try to pray for other people. And still try to pray for other people. And knowing that you, you're bound. So I begin to deal with it. Not so. And then, and then what I begin to do, the individual that has uh, violated me, lied on me, wounded me, then I begin to speak uh, 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 forgiveness. I forgive that person. I call their name. I will to forgive them, Satan. You cannot have them. They belong to the Most High God. I deliver them in the hands of God. You cannot snatch them out of the hand of God. In the name of the Lord Jesus, Lord God, I pray right now that even as I have forgiven them, that you will forgive them, Lord God, and you will begin to deal with them, Lord God. I pray that you restore them in the place where they belong in you. In the name of the Lord Jesus, I pray that the Holy Spirit will We'll have liberty, free course, if you reign in them, bringing about conviction of sin, righteousness, and judgment. Why am I doing this? Not for them to be restored to me. For them to be restored to their God. Are you getting this, ladies and gentlemen? For them to be restored to their God, not me who violated me, but to God. This thing is not about you and me. This thing is about God and Satan. And this must become a reality to you. So God will allow people to wound you. God will allow people to violate you. The C is you're going to take it personally. Or will you be a soldier in the army of the Lord and you will fight the battles of God? Or will you take it personally and fight your own battles? And if you ever take it personally and begin to fight your own battles, ladies and gentlemen, you have already failed. The enemy has already manipulated you. And he knows right now. That your prayers will not work, and, he, and you cannot bind him because you're already bound by him. Are you getting this? Now, our time is basically up, and that's where somebody wants some prayer. Anyone have any questions concerning anything that the Lord has spoken through us uh, uh, this morning about prayer, intercession warfare, how, how I pray, how I war, how I battle, how I keep my spirit clean? Uh, 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 ladies and gentlemen, I'm just like everybody else. I get the devil battles with me, wars against me, uh, just like he wars against everybody on the face of this earth. And But I have to uh, fight to keep my spirit clean. I have to fight to execute the heart of the mind of God just like you and probably greater than you. 
because of my position. Are, are you getting this? Do anyone, before we release, do you have any questions <clears throat> concerning anything that we articulated? Anyone in chat? Got quite a few people in chat. Uh, anyone in chat, just go ahead and type it out. If you have any questions concerning anything or if you desire prayer for anything, you may uh, uh, need the grace of God. And matter of fact, if you just take the principles that God has articulated today, uh, I personally believe that you would never have to go through deliverance. Because if you do that, you keep yourself free. You acknowledge what the situation I acknowledge something is wrong. Why am I feeling this way? And you know if it's not peace. If you're irritable, irritable, there's anxiety, there's worry about something, frustration, aggravation, ladies and gentlemen, most likely, these, these are nothing but signs designed to incarcerate you. The enemy is using circumstances and situations to incarcerate you, to bind you, to uh, 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 bring you into a place that uh, uh, false yokes and false burdens is on you. So to weigh you down so you cannot be able to pray and break through and live a victorious life in this realm. This is how you grow, ladies and gentlemen. This is how you grow. Well, seeing like there's no one, uh, I don't see anyone in chat yet. Uh, no one have any questions uh, concerning anything about prayer. I pray that you receive something today because if we don't make it practical, we, we, don't, we don't know how to do it. We, we can teach a thing, but it's good to teach it, but how do I do it? If I don't know how to do it, then it's not going to work. And I always understand this right here. The key to everything, even learning how to do a thing, is still being led by the Spirit of God. Because if you're led by the Spirit of God, it won't become mechanical. He'll lead you this way one day, lead you another way. He may have you go one week going doing the same old thing. He may You may get ready to go do spiritual warfare. And, and, and doing the way uh, you heard me do it today, and it, and it won't work because the Spirit of God is not in it. He just may want you to worship him. He may just want you to praise him. He may just want you to be silent. He don't want you saying absolutely nothing. Your victory will come in silence. Just be quiet before him. And then the Spirit of God will begin to minister to you and through you. So it's not about what we do. It's about being led to do what we do by the Spirit of God. That's the victory, ladies and gentlemen. Otherwise, we'll make it mechanical. And we'll do spiritual things in the strength of our flesh. And it will not work. It will not work. But as we do it by the Spirit of God, it'll work every single time. Because Jesus will get the glory. And the Father will be glorified in the midst of the Son. Well, this has been your host. I pray that you got something today, and I do solicit your prayers. As I continue to pray for you, pray for me. Uh, and all of those um, uh, that will be in church tomorrow, we pray that God will bless you in your service tomorrow. I pray that God will use your man and woman of God tomorrow, and that God will give them a word from heaven, and that God will speak through them, and he will bless the congregation, and the congregation will be able to receive and experience God, Jesus in a way that they never experienced before. I pray that the uh, uh, open heaven will be over your services on tomorrow. I pray there will be angelic activity in your service tomorrow. I pray your praise and worship will be induced by the Holy Spirit tomorrow, and your praise and worship will be done in spirit, and it will be done in truth tomorrow.
I pray for uh, uh, men and women will be liberated, emancipated by the power of the word of God tomorrow. I pray that God will add to the church tomorrow. And I pray that you will do your part in fulfilling the vision of your pastor tomorrow. Well, this has been your host, Dr. E.J. McKenzie with the Master Key. Well, until Monday evening at 6 p.m., tell someone about the, uh, the radio program. God bless you until Tuesday.